You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! I hope you all missed me. That means you enjoy and look forward to tuning into the show. But I'm back today, and I will be back again Tuesday, Thursday's regular time starting now. So uh, we've got a jam-packed show planned for you today. Uh, it's it's basically going to be, the theme of this show is going to be basically a do-and-don't, a, do a what-to-know, and you know, like a kind of a checklist of sorts and like a, this is almost like a training video, I guess, to prepare anyone for a K-pop concert or fan event, because there are a lot of different fan get-togethers and concerts, and all of them in the world of K-pop are just so different from your average show or event, so I'm going to kind of break down the differences and what I like and dislike about them and things like that, so hopefully my opinions will still be interesting to those of you who already are invested in the K-pop world and already know this stuff, hopefully it's still interesting my take on it. So before I get into all of that, though, I'm just going to start off right off the bat with a few songs. And All right, and that was Honestly by Eric Nam, followed by Oompa Oompa by Red Velvet. Both artists I've been very lucky to see live. I'm not sure how much... I'm I'm... I'm not sure if I know the line between bragging and just, like, gushing about my happy memories. So I'm not sure how many other shows I will mention that I've been to. But we'll see. We'll see how many personal memories I throw in here. But anyway, so yeah. So to start from the top about uh, interesting things to know if... So hypothetically, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through kind of... We're going to start talking about a K-pop concert experience. Hypothetically, if you're do if you're going and then... We'll transition to talking about other K-pop fan events and what I even mean by that if you don't know yet. So, first of all, the the there are, so let's say the K-pop show is coming. So you're gonna buy tickets. There are a few things you need to know first. The first thing you need to know is that tickets sell out very fast. So be on red alert, set your reminder, sign up for presale, whatever you gotta do. Don't think you can just grab it up later. I mean, for some artists at little venues, you might be able to, but I would never chance it. Also, be prepared for it to be a bit pricey, because especially if you're looking at, like, a lot of K-pop groups, like I said, there's an average of about seven members, so if you think about wardrobe costs and travel costs and all that, it adds up. So naturally, their shows are going to cost more because the tour is more expensive to have. So, and, you know, the fact that it is, like, an overseas show for them probably makes it cost more here than it would in Korea, actually, to see them, but I'm not sure about that. But... So yeah, so be prepared to spend some money. Um, also, at most K-pop shows, there are tiers. So each tier is like a P1, P2, or P3 ticket. That's what they'd call them. And sometimes that's just what they call them. Like, they just section off, like, the P1 is the rate, like, the higher up the number, the worse the seat is. So P1 is in the front rows, and then it goes up sometimes to P5, which is way in the back. And that's, the prices will go down as you go to a different P level. And sometimes that's all it really is for. It's just like an organizational thing. But sometimes it does affect what your ticket is. So sometimes like P1 is a VIP ticket of some sort. Or P2 is a different type of VIP thing with less benefits. Or something like that. So it just really depends on the show and the company that's hosting the tour and all of that. And we're going to talk about more about what kind of VIP options are available in a later segment. 
So that's those are things you need to know first. Then let's say you're going to this event. You want to get there very early because honestly, it is very it is very cool. I've never been I've been to a lot of shows, but the K-pop ones have the most diverse crowds I've seen, honestly. It's just it's such an annoying stereotype that it's all like teenage girls because you see everyone at these shows of all identities of just like all backgrounds, all races and genders and ethnicities and ages. And you see, you know, people on their own, people with friends, people with dates. You see, you know, young and old. It's just like everyone, everyone, everyone at these shows. K-pop is just, it's it's music that makes you happy. <laughs> that last time I played Oompa Oompa. Who doesn't want to sing Oompa Oompa? Like, that's just, it's just fun. Everyone loves, you know, it's just a natural uh human feeling to like things that make you happy so it's it, they're just it, they're crowd, it's crowd pleasing pop music and it's for everyone so so it's really cool to interact with other fans and it's really cool because when you're there it's almost like a convention before the show starts because you already have a common interest so it's easy to go up and talk to people and and it's really like a time where you get to support each other too and get to know each other uh in terms of more than just k-pop as well because it's it's an opportunity where there is a lot of there's a lot of activity it's almost like throwing a mini convention really because people will often make things and pass them out like uh so maybe i should back up a minute so there's a term that k-pop fans use we call it our bias so like you have a group bias and your bias is like the one in the group that's your favorite so like for monster x for example mine's hyunwan so if I go to an event and someone's passing out free stuff, I can ask if they have a Hyunwon one left, and they might have a one that says Hyunwon, like a keychain or a, f- a trading card or a poster or something. Sometimes it's handmade, sometimes it's not, and they're just giving away stuff. Sometimes it's trading if you just want to trade pictures. I've done that a lot where someone else has my bias, so I trade them so-and-so for that picture of so-and-so. It's a whole thing. So, yeah, it's um, it's a way to uh, – and it's really a way to, to help – it's very cool. It's a way to like almost an art show. It's a way to help independent artists, like literal artists, uh, spread their work and promote and, you know, get their name out there. And they, uh, you know, will sometimes leave their social media handles and stuff on like a card that comes with whatever they gave you for free. And so it's a way of like helping like people kind of like express themselves really and find this community that's really welcoming and accepting of whatever they want to show us and share uh, so that it, it's a really cool thing and also it's just a fun time like as a group to you know chant or sing along or dance along because k-pop is really well known for the choreography as i've mentioned a lot before uh and a lot of it is pretty easy like red velvet right there like you could do the oompa oompa choreography trust me you might think you have the biggest issue with dancing in the world you can still do the oompa oompa choreography Maybe slower than they do it, but I, you can do it. So that's the thing is that for some groups, it's very easy to follow along, and that's kind of the point. It's just like for fun, and so there's usually like flash mob style things happening, and it's just very cool to see everyone too because the crowd, like I said, is so diverse, and it's very come as you are, and everyone's just you know wearing whatever they want and just loud and proud about it. Um, you know, we love the fact that k-pop is so like androgynous with fashion so everyone just lives that up and i love it it's so cool and so everyone's just very free at these shows so it's been a cool experience and then the show so let's say the show starts so you've had like all this like pre-show fun the show hasn't even started yet and it's already like wow this is so fun and then so you you get into the show and 
a few things that you should know is that there is no opening act. So these K-pop acts come and they start and they perform for usually around three hours. There's no opener, which is really nice, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, another thing you should know is that they are very prompt. So don't be late to these kind of shows because these acts are known to be very on time. Occasionally they're not, but it comes. It's a it's a rarity, not a. It's not a common. Don't expect that. So, um, it's it's the exception, not the rule. And what else do you need to know? There's a lot. So throughout the show, you're going to be expected to be kind of an active participant. Again, it's like that whole collective like attitude, and that's what's behind a lot of these artists. You know, fandom like being a part of a fandom is like, uh, you know, you follow uh, just all these norms and rules as part of the fandom, just like unspoken rules. So you're, you know, you're expected to, like, let's say you're at a Monster X concert. Obviously, I'll use that example a lot because, yeah, you should know by now I love Monster X. So if all the Mon Bebe are there, you have to, like, I mean, there are certain things you chant during the songs. There are certain parts where you're quiet. There are certain parts where you know cameras off, phones away, and there are parts where you know you can film. Like, and we don't even communicate any of this. We just kind of know, like, what is the protocol, the unspoken protocol at a Monster X show. We know to bring the Monster X light sticks. We talked about those before. Um, with that, you know, Bluetooth sync up so that the whole room turns this special color and changes color depending on the song and the light stick and the artist and blah, blah, blah. So we know to be prepared. We know to channel on and that we're going to be expected to, like, be very engaged in the show. And it's really, yeah, it's very, it's just, it's very cool and uh, special. And uh, you should also know to not leave early. Do not leave early. I mean, some people like to, to to skip the traffic, but who cares about the traffic? You need to be there because the ending is the most important part of a K-pop show. That's when they have the fan sign. The fan sign during the show is different than a fan sign we're going to talk about later. But this type of fan sign is like a literal sign where you hold it up. It's like a banner. So there's always like a fan, a fan an official fan club that uh, signs up and then like wins the vote and gets to like print out their banner for everyone so you everyone 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 gets to go home with one of these banners and it usually has one of the artist's song lyrics on it in korean and english and we all hold it up at a certain time and the artists don't know what it says so the artists are surprised at every show they see what we made them and like what the lyrics say and what we and usually they take a banner from us too just to see what we you know gave as a gift to them sort of so so that's very exciting. So yeah, you don't want to leave early, and they always take a group picture at the end too. Um, so you can, pro- if you zoom in like a six thousand times, you might see yourself in there with them. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah, there's so much more I could say about those shows, but just know it will be jam packed, and that the groups will tend. There are a lot of songs where they will break off, so you'll see just a few perform at a time, or um, the, and they'll each, you know, do some solos and mixed in with group performances. So it's not the whole group on stage, the whole show. Usually we'll get their solo material or cover songs. So like for winner, uh, winner had, uh, each of the four of them got to sing and do their own thing. So throughout the show, like they broke it up by between group songs. They had, well, Huni saying Ringalinga, which is such a classic. So no, when they cover songs, they do cover some, a lot of uh, Western songs, but they do also, you know, you should know your K-pop classics like Taeyang and G-Dragon and anyone in Big Bang, basically. Um, so, yeah, you should know, like, some classics before the show. So, anyway, so he performed ring a which made the crowd go nuts, obviously. And then Yoon came out. He actually played uh, what Yeon Jansen 
released in the 90s so it's a it's a big acoustic throwback but it is so iconic so yeah they each get to do their own vibe really and then jainu came out and did uh just a really nice ballad by g dragon and it's one of my favorite songs so that was great so it's really cool they each get to do like their own um their own their own they get to show their own flavor and like do their own type of music that might be way different than what you expected sometimes sometimes it's so like wow i didn't even know you like this kind of music but you see the artists get to like perform sometimes they'll focus on like a solo dance instead or solo rap or a solo song so it's just so much variety so that's what's really cool and of course mino i saved the best description for last mino um wrapped a song off of his debut album and it was very very iconic he had like a whole throne and like like his rightful place on a throne elevated above the stage and like came down from the throne and like unless i'm remembering it wrong i'm pretty sure he had a throne but anyway he was he was a king so and the rap was great so anyway so here's a winner song which is not <laughs> is not the best example of minos rapping but it's it's a, a great example of a fun song to be in the crowd for in my total, you know, I'm, well, okay, I was gonna say my, I'm totally unbiased joke, but never mind, you know I'm biased, but, uh, if you, you know, have to pick and choose shows to go to, twice is one you better go to, they are very in sync and just obviously very cute and fun, as given by that song, it's very fun in a group too, anyway, okay, so, here is the, so, I've kind of run down some things you need to know before the show, and what you need to know for, like, during the show, or, how, what to expect now let's talk about what happens after the show so if you're not a vip you leave and that's that's pretty much it but i hope you have a great memory from the event and uh see you next time if you're staying because a lot of the vip events are after the show um there are different forms that can take depending on the artist so is it worth the price well i'll tell you so it depends on who you want to meet and what their format is so the thing to know is that with uh in Korea it's really like they call it skinship so like anytime anyone like has skinship it's like if you hug or like put your arm around someone or like hold hands like just very just like innocent gestures that is considered just like extra special there like the 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 definition of a personal interaction or just like intimate communication I don't know how to describe it but it's it's a different protocol there, so it's it's just as meaningful as like giving a tight hug in our country as it is to like touch the hand of like hold hands with someone or like touch their hand for a while. So anyway, so it is a cultural difference. So a lot of stars won't give out hugs in their meet and greets, and they will do what's called a high touch. So a high touch it depends on the artist. Some artists will uh, you literally give them a high five and walk away. Other artists you get to like kind of like slowly walk by. And you get to look at each other in the eyes and say something to each other before you have to go to the next person. And that's that's the best one. And then others, you're, like, somewhere in between. So sometimes it's super fast. And sometimes it's not. Besides uh, the high-touch lines, some p- groups do a group photo. Some give out hugs. Um, some, yeah, I know God7 are huggers. I know Stray Kids are huggers. I know, uh, who else is a hugger? Eric Nam. So some people are, um... So it's not, but what's most common is the high touch, but they do have group photo options sometimes. Sometimes they have a fan sign, which is very common in Korea. They don't have as many fan signs globally, but now they're really starting to actually, like the boys is having one in Europe next month. 
I know Ace is having one, I believe, in L.A. pretty soon. I know uh, ATs has had a few or is going to have a few. They've got some scheduled um, here or, you know, in the USA and elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, fan signs are, you know, in pretty much every continent now with different K-pop artists doing fan signs. The Rose is doing a couple, I think, during their Europe trip. So, yeah, I mean, it's becoming more common here. It didn't used to be at all, as far as I know, just by comparison to lately. But so the fan sign is like an actual... Uh, this is the different definition of fans and so this is not a literal sign it's like an autograph session like you go to have your album signed and talk to them and stuff so that's a very big thing um, in Korea whenever like I said they have a comeback because they have such fast releases with EPs typically instead of longer albums every time they have what's called you know their next comeback they will have like a showcase show for a, a group of select fans in Korea and then they'll have like a fan sign sometimes like a Q&A it's like a whole special intimate gathering and so they really haven't had much of that now but now they're really like starting to in the USA and usually there's at least one group member who speaks English if that's not the case they always have translators so yeah so there there is a variety uh, what else are forms? I mean, sometimes a VIP ticket really, like I said, is just labeled P1 just because it's labeled that way. That's how they categorize it, and you don't get any extra benefits but a closer seat. Sometimes you get to hear sound check, different things. So what I think is worth it is mostly for the price, group photo, I'd say, and the ones that you know like hugs. <laughs> Those are always worth the price to me. Um, as for high touch, if you really love the group, go like yes have that moment um but otherwise if you don't want to risk you know like save your high touch money for the ones that you really don't care how fast it is you still want to meet them because you never know sometimes they are really like they hurry you through and then other times they're really nice or sometimes the staff are terrible i have memories of that um, so yeah, uh, before I get into <laughs> flashbacks, um, so yeah, sometimes the staff are terrible, but you still have a good time because they actually, like, you're not rushed as much as you think once you're away from the staff and finally, like, in the room where you actually meet them. So, so it depends on who they are. So, uh, usually I would say it's worth it if they're one of your all-time favorites. If it's anyone else, it, yeah, it just depends, really. What, what I do recommend going to more touches for is at KCON, which KCON is... Actually, it's in Thailand, Japan. I believe they do have one in Korea, actually. Uh, they have KCON in LA and New York. It's all over the place. So KCON is a yearly K-pop convention tour of sorts. Uh, it always comes to the U.S. Uh, usually, yeah, New York is first in June every year, and then in August is the LA KCON. And then usually September, October is when it goes to Thailand and Japan and back in Asia. And KCON is like the ultimate fan convention. It's kind of like the pre-show block party-ish vibe. It's like you walk around, you buy your merch, you like have, you know, the dance, the, you know, dance break flash mob style dancing. Um, There's high touches and meet and greets and Q&As and like every form of a VIP experience throughout the day with different artists. And then there's a concert at the end of the night. And this is getting really huge. Like last year in the New York KCON, the final concert was in Madison Square Garden. So it's, it is very like a very, very big, huge convention and it's growing so much more every year. So, so that one, yeah, go to every age that you can. So, and there are, there are more, a lot more I could say, but I, uh, 
do want to get to some more music and then I will catch you up on I did ex- intentionally keep this uh, topic a little bit shorter today because I do want to catch you up on a lot of news going on in the K-pop world so I will get to that but first I'm gonna play a few songs oh one thing I do need to mention is that if you're going to KCON I recommend usually they don't actually announce the full lineup until after the tickets are on sale it's like Coachella where you like have to just place your bets and hope for the best but if you can it's good to wait a little while uh i don't know how fast they'd sell out they probably sell out really fast but the because sometimes there are last minute issues so if there's only one real one artist you really 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 want to see be cautious of doing something like kcon because like just this past summer i know chunha and everglow both didn't make it to kcon for visa issues i don't know what that means but they said visa issues so they couldn't they just i don't know what the issue was but they both both of those acts couldn't come so if you were there just for them sorry you know i don't know if you can get a refund or maybe a partial one but so yeah so uh be aware of that but anyway so we're going to uh i gotta play everglow now and uh just be sad for a little while about how they missed it it's disappointing but hopefully they'll be back next year and they'll make sure that doesn't happen again so anyway okay so i'll play them and then a few more artists that uh i have been able to see in concert and or have a high touch with by everglow followed by baby by the rose and oh my by monsta x so um there is a lot of news in the world of k-pop that i just want to do a lightning round update about uh first of all today eric nam's first english only album just dropped so that's exciting he's the one i've been talking about who uh who is from georgia but had to go all the way to korea to like make it in the music industry but he's you know now making waves in the u.s again and so i'm wondering and hoping that there's a precedent now where they realize that you know asians do not need to go to asia to be successful artists so that's exciting and so i would highly recommend you check that out it's called before we begin and it's out today so that's very exciting and hopefully a tour will follow that'd be very exciting too because it's been a while uh in the pcas had a few k-pop winners cl won for most inspiring asian woman uh side note cl deserves way better i'm so glad she left yg entertainment i hope the other artists do the same we had a whole episode about yg and i'm not going into it again but you know what i'm saying uh blackpink won in three categories for you know group of 2019 tour of 2019 and music video of 2019 all the more reason they deserve a better company than yg uh, oh my girl is a girl group who is taking their very first break in years since their debut really they're taking their first long break which is a big thing actually it is breaking news for a lot of k-pop groups like bts just went on a break this summer for a month and that was so big like we like the fact that they got a break in like s- since they debuted it's it's really i mean they will go literally years without a break so they actually got a month off and so it was wild because we were all very sad that they were leaving but also happy for them and then they were back in four weeks so that's good and bad um there were uh, a few members of xo chanyeon and lay they uh were both they both won at the 2019 tencent awards which is interesting because remember that is the award show for tencent which is the app in china that's kind of like spotify that i was talking about on the last episode so that's interesting and speaking of xo monster there is their first music video to hit 300 million views on youtube well deserved 
it's what we deserve. EXO's new album will be dropping at the end of November, and that is also very exciting because they're definitely it definitely looks like they're going back to the Monster Era aesthetic, which we love. And I do need to point out like a little apology because I remember in the music video analysis episode I played Mama from EXO, and I pointed out I said, remember I said, well, there's like the storyline about like nobody care about me but then there's like the storyline that i was like dismissing and being like you know what well that's not really that's just like the goofy thing about there's a second realm and a dimension they enter and blah 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 i really shouldn't have said that because it looks like they're bringing it back if you pay really close attention to the teasers for this new era of like the short video clips and other teasers like i'm seeing all these connections now back to the first video and that whole thing where there's like two of everyone because they're in like two dimensions at once it's a whole thing and i'm sorry i didn't go into it because i assumed it wouldn't be back but apparently people are thinking it's been going on the whole time especially if you look at like the tempo era thing and the and the monster the monster era thing and the maybe like even some things from the lotto era look it's a lot we will get into it in a different episode but they but they are continuing an exciting storyline that we have to dive into more in the future uh twice for the third year in a row, is performing at an international song festival in Tokyo. They are very big in Japan. Uh, So that's interesting. We're just talking about K-pop and how it's actually quite popular in Japan uh, on the last episode as well. Another big update, YG Entertainment is, like I said before, they're really tanking. They need help. Um, I don't think they'll ever salvage their reputation or their money because now they've dropped officially to fifth place in company earnings. So smaller companies, they're not considered some of the big three companies, are like ahead of them for the first quarter. So BTS is up, their company's up there, and Seventeen's company is also making more money now. So they YG needs to treat their arms better, step it up. Or, you know, I think when in doubt, they need to just, like, give G-Dragon the free reigns. He's back from the military. Let G-Dragon run this thing because if anyone can save YG now, it's G-Dragon. The fate of a company is in his hands, but we know he can do it. Anyway, so we have to play Monster because by XO to celebrate it hitting 300 million views and by celebrating the new XO release coming, and then I'll have a little bit more to say to close out the show. So if you tuned into episode four... Uh, you will know all about Super M. So I'm not going to go into what that is again. But I uh, will give a review because I was saying I was open-minded about what, you know, what I thought they would be like because, you know, I've talked about how I would love to see more solo work from each of the members of Super M as opposed to them, you know, doing this group tour and everything and just promoting as a group in general instead of going off to do their solo stuff. So I was... I was more, I wasn't objective, but I was more objective than usual while, like, just, like, reviewing their album and then their show. So I can finally, like, give a still not objective, but relatively more objective than usual response because I was guarded, right? I didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to love it no matter what, because I was genuinely not sure if I would, and I was hesitant about it. So anyway, so I did finally see Super M in concert, and what I do have to say is that they, you know why they were picked for Super M. You know why why uh, the leader of SM Entertainment decided you all need to leave your groups for t- temporarily and come together and make some magic because the, each on their own, they're such stunning performers. So all together, oh, it is just incredible. They're all triple threats. They like sing, dance, rap. It's just great. And the solo stages they do are really exciting. And I do hope that leads to more 
a solo uh, releases for them too. It's a lot to handle them being in their other bands and together in Super M and doing solo work, but hopefully they can do it because they really have released some cool stuff solo as well. Some of it unreleased that we got to hear for the first time. I will say um, my only big disappointment I'd say was Tame and Set because uh, it was cut kind of short and some of my all-time favorite songs he was playing, but, you know, they kind of, they were just, it was it was a short set. They all had short sets and because the other artists don't have as much solo material. So, but I, I value Tame and Above Fairness, I guess. So anyway, but they all did, uh, they, I just, yeah, they really are such good performers and I can see why. I mean, SM Entertainment, you know, I have my issues with the company, but they really do have some fantastic performers, you know, love the, I don't know, the phrase like love the, don't hate the player, hate the game. It's like, don't hate the artist, hate the company. Um, so, you know, what are you going to do? Every music company has issues. But anyway, so yeah, so my official review is that I stand for life. And they are, they're just so good. And it was so exciting. And I do also need to point out, this is another example. I was hoping for more time to break down the language of K-pop fandoms. And I don't really have time for that. But uh, one of the terms you should know is... Uh, I talked about how you have a group bias. You also typically have a biased record. So the biased record is like someone who like you think you have a favorite member that you just like that you just want all the merch for and just want to rep it at all costs. And you're like, like they are your member. So you you know, it's so yeah. So uh, but then the biased record is the person that like shocks you because they like just be themselves and like look at you or like sing one note and you're like geez i thought i had a bias secured and you're just like coming in here now sounding singing great dancing great and now you're like taking over so it's basically someone who's like threatening the status of your current bias and they might become your new bias so anyway so my point in saying this is that i would say one of the ultimate highlights of the show was probably kai's performance because kai totally i know i've talked about him a lot on the show but believe it or not he actually wasn't my xo bias uh, it was Chen for a while, it was Beck Hyun for a while, but it just hasn't been Kai really. But now, oh my gosh, like he's such a good dancer and oh my gosh, he's just such an iconic performer. And I think what's, what I really like about SM Entertainment artists is that a lot of them have this duality, which is really cool. You know, where there are some artists who, it's like the whole Beyonce, Sasha Fierce thing, not to compare them at all, they're different levels of, well, not different levels, different types of iconic, don't compare them, but like, it's kind of like Beyonce, Sasha Fierce in my head because there's this sense of they are like a totally different person when they walk on stage, you know, like all they need is a few wardrobe changes and they, they're suddenly like, wow, you're like, like, who are you? What'd you do with the, just the nice guy? (laughs) So, but it's really cool. They're all just, yeah. So they're all great performers and obviously great together then. So I overall give it like a 9 out of 10 review. I would give it a 10, but I wanted Taman to perform longer, but that would be not fair, but fair in my book. So anyway, so that's my official recap of that. So uh, there, there is so much more I could get to, but I will save it for next week. I'm back Tuesdays and Thursdays at this time next week, and I will keep you posted about, you know, the latest in K-pop news, but I also have a special theme that will probably be at least two shows length uh, starting next Tuesday, and I'm going to keep it a secret, but stay tuned because it's big. So anyway, so we have to close out the show, obviously, with Super M since I was just talking about them. So we're going Joppin' again, and I will see you next Tuesday.